Center of Iowa. Aaron Rodgers makes his debut for the Jets tonight as they host the Bills to close out week one of the NFL season. DraftKings line has the Bills by two. The Cubs are recalling top outfield prospect Pete Crow Armstrong. Jordan Wick starts tonight in Colorado. He's 3-0 and in three starts so far. After Team USA's disappointing finish the FIBA World Cup, there's word LeBron James is ready to commit for the 24 Olympics and is recruiting other top players as well. I'm Doug Thompson. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here until 1 o'clock. Bottom of the hour, Nick Oson. Uh, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. His final appearance with us before he heads over uh, to Madison to begin coverage uh, of the Badgers. Let's get Bama Bob in here. Bama, Trent, and Ken. Another weekend in the books. Uh, let's recap it, but I, you know, we should start, we should start with just the, uh, uh, the terrible story coming out of Michigan State. Um, Mel Tucker, who was rewarded with a contract that made everybody just kind of wonder what the heck they're doing over there. One good year and they're going to give them all this money and it hasn't worked out. Uh, he just, um, I mean, I, I don't know what goes through some people's mind that would lead them to do this. And and I I mean there's an it's it's awful when you you know you commit this violation with anyone, let alone a woman who's been through this once in her life and has made it through seemingly unscathed and wanted to tell her story to other campuses and football programs and hope that this would um, prevent it from happening at your program and the head coach does this what a what a fool Mel Tucker is I hope he never coaches again. Yeah, it's 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 one of these stories, Ken. That that there's so many layers to it here. Um, but you know, the the thing I always I always come back to it. It's like uh, you know the whole Duke lacrosse thing. You know, it, there was such a rush to judgment, and and I get it. I mean, if 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 he did what what is reported, I mean, what an idiot. I mean, first of all, I mean who. Like you said, who who does that? You are in. You have so much to lose yes. financially, reputation, everything. I'm like, and nothing stays private, quote unquote, anymore. I mean, whether you're on the phone, whether you're on social media, whatever. And I just, the thing that I find fascinating is, you know, the university is probably what they should do is investigate the facts. They shouldn't try to make them lean one way or the other. It's like, here's what happened. Um, you know, here's our recommendations. You know, we're not supporting the coach. We're, you know, we're not not supporting him, all that kind of thing. But you know damn well they would love to get out of this $77 million they owe him. <laughs> I mean, that's the big thing. So whatever they're investigating and however they're investigating it, I don't think anybody is on the side of Mel Tucker in this. And so I don't. My guess is that they'll terminate him with cause. There'll be some kind of, uh, you know, settlement that they'll pay him. Um, you know, he won't get the full 77. But the fact, like you said, if he ever coaches again, it'll be a miracle because yeah. I just don't understand the the judgment and what goes through people's minds like this. I just, I, and, you know, I don't know if it's an illness or whatever, but I just, it's just, it's, it's so just lewd and sordid and unsavory and all that type of thing. But um, I think Michigan State, while they don't want the publicity 
uh, again, you know, after the, you know, the Nasser case. Yes, saying, right. Here we go again. Um, they would love to get out of under this well, they are. million dollars that yeah. they owe him. And I think they are going to get out. It's just a question of how much are they going to get out. And I think Haller's uh, head's on the block here, too. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll see where it goes. For, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it's just, man. I don't know what's going on up there, but it's not pretty. No, it isn't. Let's let's recap some games from uh, from the weekend. Uh, we'll start in the SEC. We're going backwards. ACC will be last. We may just eliminate the ACC. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Other than no, Florida State, well, we talked to yeah. Bama Bob. Shouldn't we do SEC first every time anyway? Though yeah. the SEC Yee. is in trouble. What, what's the record? Three and six against Power Conference teams. Your conference I'm stinks, count- Bama. I'm counting Texas as an SEC. <laughs> we're knocking that one off the board there. Yeah, I mean it's look, it's not been a it's not been a good start. I mean, there's no two ways around it. They've just um you know, South Carolina and listen, they're not terrible losses. I mean they're it's not like um, you know, Alabama's losing to McNeese. McNeese or whoever. I mean it's but you know what, Florida, Utah, that's you know, that was a road game. They just look terrible. Um, Alabama, Texas is now the marquee one, obviously. And the, the stats that I found amazing, guys, and I didn't know this, and, and I've seen it twice. In all of Nick Saban's coaching career at Alabama, at LSU, Michigan State, that is the first time he has ever lost a home game by double digits, ever. Wow. 34-24. I mean, that's how good he's been, but that's how good Texas was. And, um, look, everybody wants to throw – Jalen Milrow under the bus, and believe me, there's plenty of people lining up to drive it down here today. But everything we talked about, um, you know, as, as you know, gotchas for Alabama came true. I mean, he wasn't very good. He was great on the deep ball. He was terrible. Uh, you know, two terrible interceptions. He looked like Ryan Tannehill yesterday. If you watch any of the Titans games, couldn't throw an out. Uh, and then, you know, everything was just one read, breakdown, run. The offensive line was terrible. Um, they didn't, you know, they just look like a bunch of big, fat, unathletic guys. And they, they get worn down and they're out of shape, you know, toward the end of the game. And Texas was just dominating them up front on the, on both sides in the trenches. You rarely see that from an Alabama team. And, and Quentin Ewers was the guy. I mean, yep. he's, he was the one we talked about. Hey, if he played last year, they probably win. And I don't think there's any doubt if he didn't get hurt last year that they win that game after what I saw. And, They've got playmakers on the edge. Sark called a great game. And, you know, everybody's wanting to, you know, kill Tommy Reese today. What's he supposed to do? You know, when his quarterback can't hit an open receiver, uh, and, you know, and tuck it, what's he supposed to call? Um, they had two wheel routes that would have been touchdowns, um, that he overthrew or threw out of bounds or whatever. But you look at it the other way. I counted three drop touchdowns from Texas. And, you know, that, that game could have really been out of hand. But listen, I don't know if Texas is back. I saw Alabama fail to tenth. I think that's too high. I, I do I too. They, I look. They're they're gonna. They will improve. Um, and the SEC West is not a juggernaut as I think Texas A and M and LSU approved mm-hmm. so far this year. Ole Miss might be the best team in that division, believe it or not. Jesus. Um, but you know, uh, it was. It is what it is. You know, A and M going down there and just getting the doors blown off, and you know, Jimbo Fisher's. They're starting to, there's some heat starting to turn up down there because when you score 33, you should win most of the games. Okay. And you got the guy that's responsible for the 33 is calling the play sitting in the press box who has a pretty good resume. Yeah. Um, so I think where it's going to get turned up on Jimbo is if they start losing to LSU and Ole Miss and Alabama, if they, if they, 
even if they made the SEC championship game and they had a two or three losses and get the doors blown off by Georgia, that's not going to satisfy them. Um, Ole Miss, good win at Tulane, and then you know the rest of us just kind of you know probably not worth mentioning. Let's go to the Pac-12 trend. We touched a little bit on Wisconsin falling to Washington State. Love to see that. Um, obviously, Colorado's Colorado, and what a story that is. Utah, big Incredible. win over Baylor. What was your takeaway, uh, Trent, from the Pac-12? And UCLA, maybe, too. Yes, absolutely. That was my choice coming into the year. I thought they were a dark horse, and they're looking good two games in. Mm-hmm. This conference, the depth, eight teams ranked in the top 25. And they're going out of business. They're going, going out of business. business. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get a TV deal because they're not good enough. You can make an argument that Washington State could be in there, yes. too. It just... It's a good conference. It really is. Arizona State, all right, young quarterback, let one get away against Oklahoma State. Arizona on the road took Mississippi State to mm-hmm. overtime. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly good conference. The problem, and we're, all right, this is the year that the Pac-12 is going to break down. Well, it's so good and so deep. Is there going to be anybody that finishes 12-1 and one mm. and gets into the college football playoff? I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. Your takeaways, Bam, on the Pac-12. Well, I thought it was a real good win for Oregon and Texas Tech. Um, that was a dogfight. That's a tough place to play. I mean, that's we, we you know, Pullman and and Lubbock are two of the in Starkville. You know, the Mike Leach, tree, you know, <laughs> triangle there. I mean, those are three of the biggest outposts you'll ever find in Power Five conferences. And it's tough to it's tough to go there and win. So I give I give uh, Oregon and Bo Nix a lot of credit. Utah just keeps doing what they do. I mean, my goodness, with, mm-hmm. with even without Cam Rising, yep. that is just that's a program. Now and um, you know, you, you know Washington with Penix, he throws for four hundred again. I know it's against Tulsa. I think they go to Michigan State this week, and all you know that was one of those you look at and go, "Wow, okay, that might be a test." But now we're the Spartans. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if they fire, if they fire Tucker, and they can, and they will, they can they open will. up the yeah. transfer portal again for thirty days. I yeah, think instantly. Absolutely. I think instantly yeah. these kids can transfer. They it, the, the and the the trouble's going to be. Can they find a spot on another roster? Yeah, you know, sure. Right now, because most of those rosters are full, so are they going to transfer and play this year? Are they just going to transfer out? They're going to, you know, they're going to get a jump on it. I don't know, but it's just an absolute mess up there. That um, it's, a it's like a spot. trade deadline comes to college football in some respects. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. But you know, the story in the in the Pac-12, I guess, just continues to be Colorado. I mean, yep. and you know what Sanders did—they weren't great. Um, and Joel Klatt said it, and I and on the broadcast, and and I've seen it, you know, mentioned where their offensive line is just really the key to that team right now because Sanders he took a few sacks against Nebraska, mm-hmm. and I don't know where Nebraska is going to go. We'll talk about them if you want when we get to the Big Ten. But um, look, you know, game day and the <laughs> big noon kickoff are going to be in Boulder for Colorado, Colorado State, a I nine mean, o'clock kickoff. A nine o'clock kickoff. They're both going to be there, and then of course after this week, Colorado goes to Oregon. You know where that game's going to be, yeah. and then they they host USC. You know where that one's going to be. I mean, it's basically the Dion Network. Yeah. Look, they've earned it. I mean, the turnaround has been fantastic. Not only, you know, it, it's just the overall program and and the discipline and everything that they're playing with is just mind boggling to me. So. This conference is so good. You mentioned you know Auburn and Cal, which was kind of a snooze fest. I actually stayed up and watched that one. Unfortunately, I fell asleep. But, um, You're right; it was a snooze fest. Yeah, oh god, it was <laughs> awful. Um, but you know Auburn, I guess give them credit if you want to uh, for beating Cal. But yeah, 
Trent, back to what your point was, I think somebody from the Pac-12 is going to get in because I think exactly what you mentioned is there's so many good teams. I think it's kind of accepted that nobody is going to finish undefeated. And even with two losses, I think somebody, because they're going to have a dynamic quarterback win the Pac-12, whoever that is, whether it's Caleb Williams mm-hmm. or Michael Penix mm-hmm. or whoever. And and with the SEC, I think being down this year, yep. I think, I mean, Georgia is going to probably be it. I don't, unless somebody just really fixes something uh, at, at A&M or Alabama or LSU, I don't see them beating Georgia. And if that happens, the, the, you know, you're getting one out of the SEC. I and might that the open the door team. for two for the, I mean, it's crazy. We're, we're, we're two weeks into the season, but it, let's yeah. just throw this out there now that, I mean, crazier things that happen, right? The Florida State's, the ACC's got Florida State. I don't think Ohio nope. State's a playoff team. I think there's one out of right the Big now. Ten. I think there's one out of the SEC that's caught our eye so far. The Big yep. 12, Texas, for sure. Texas. I mean, it looks yep. good. Not, not for sure that they're in, but for sure they're in the car. Yeah, we'll, we'll file that away uh, for another day. Anything yep. um, Anything else? Want to move on? Uh, yeah, I think that's it for me on the Pac-12. I mean, they're, they're just good. They're the best conference in the country right now. And their commissioner, um, you know, listen, they should fire him. Yeah. I mean, and he should never have another job in athletics administration. Well, they have a big meeting today. I guess the athletic or the presidents are. And I wholeheartedly agree with Washington State and Ohio State. They Oregon should be calling Oregon State. Ohio State. Yeah. They should be calling the shots. Yeah. Everybody Absolutely. else ran off on them. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else shut yeah. up. Hit Everybody mute. else Nobody. shut up. Exactly. Hit, hit mute on yep. your Zoom exactly. and don't talk. And, and let these yep. two. Let, yes. Right. Precisely. Yep. Put them um, on mute. Yep. Absolutely. A Big yep. Ten, Trent. To the Big Ten. All right. Northwestern won a game. <laughs> against UTEP. They won a game. Team that still has Stop not me. won a game against a power conference team since the 50s. But a lot of people thought that this last weekend was the weekend. I said it earlier, and it bears repeating the Big Ten West. It's normally bad. <sighs> it might be worse this year from Wisconsin looking like they were so out of sorts. Yeah, Northwestern, okay, got the win. They're going to be terrible all season right? long. Yep. Maybe the most credit goes to Purdue. Not now. Blacksburg's not what it was. Virginia Tech was not that the what game when they had the huge delay. Delay, yes. like six hours. Yes. In your yes. year yeah. one of your program, where you're trying to get everybody to buy in, do those things. We remember what had happened here for the Iowa State game and the stories, and they had to send some staffers to go grab some sandwiches yeah. as they're waiting in the locker room to do that in year number one of your program. I was really impressed. I think Ryan Walters is going to be a great hire. I don't believe that what they're trying to do offensively is going to work long term with what he wants to do defensively. But I just I respect that guy in Purdue. They're going to be a tough out again this year. Hmm. Bama, the Big Ten. Yeah, not much. I mean, like you said, uh, you know, Minnesota. If you you know, it just just look at the schedule: Rutgers, Temple, Minnesota, Eastern Michigan, Maryland, Charlotte. Somehow was on national <laughs> television. I mean, come on. I hear you. Um, Northwestern winning, Michigan State, Richmond. You know, Iowa, Iowa State was was the marquee matchup. Uh, you know, in the Big Ten this week, and that was typical Cyhawk. It was kind of hard to watch. It was kind of hard to watch. About. I mean, it was, but, you know, listen, you guys know what it is, and you can appreciate yep. it for what it is up there, and that's how they go. And, and he, that's fine. You know you know that going in, but if you're on a national level, you go, man, it could be a little, little, a little bit nicer. Nebraska's in trouble, guys. They're, they're just in deep, deep trouble. I mean, I don't know. Uh, until Jeff Sims, I thought they were going to pull Sims at halftime. Uh, and I think I texted you guys that, and I'm then he broke off for seventy he, yards. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he went back to doing what yeah. he does. And, yeah. I mean, there and even Joel Clatt on the on the broadcast is like, man, they got to do something. I mean, at some point you lose the locker room, and 
the defense is carrying you. Listen, they're going to be they're going to get the doors blown off when they play Michigan. They got three home games now. That's a and I'll give it to them. That's a tough start at Minnesota, at Colorado. Who knew Colorado was going to be so good? Two road games to start the season. They better they better get these next two: Northern Illinois and La Tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and listen, I thought again. I don't want to keep going back to Joel Clyde. I thought he had a really good point. You know, Dion. He's the best in the business. Right. He is. He. You know, Dion is trying to win right now. You know, you saw that with the transport portal. You know, the eighty-five new players or whatever. You know, talking about you know sending everybody else away and shut up. He sent the entire team just about away. Um, Matt Rule, I think, has a, like a seven-year contract, and so he's trying to build it more organically. You know, he wants to build it from the offensive line and and then the skill players or whatever. That's going to take time, and that's going to take a lot of patience. And I don't know. Look, Nebraska fans are notoriously good for patience. I mean, all the stuff under Scott Frost, but. Uh, everybody has their limits. Um, I really hope they can beat Northern Illinois and La Tech the next two weeks because then you got, uh, you know, Michigan uh, coming to town, and then then you go on the road for Illinois Northwestern. I mean, I, I just think they're going to have a hard time getting to a ball game this year, and I was really hoping that they could. I thought it would have been a nice story, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hand to God. Speaking of that boredom of the Iowa State game during the third quarter. When Coco Goff was trying to win the U.S. You switched Open. over? I did. And, and I couldn't wait till another commercial really? game so I could do over. We had some people over at the house to watch yeah. it, and everybody else was more enthralled by the tennis than Cy Can I just bring up one thing on that real quick? And somebody pointed this out, and I guess I didn't realize this before. Why the hell did they make her go up to her parents? <laughs> right. Right? Yes, they yes. make her, they make her yeah. climb 40 rows yes. of stairs yeah. instead of bringing them. What's, what's safer? It, it, it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's just sense. ridiculous. Yeah. And U.S. Open... Put the women's title on Tuesday night, yeah. the men's on Wednesday night. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. You're going up against Did King you football. Did anybody watch Djokovic yesterday? No, no. Of course not. I mean, no. I mean, I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I watched a good, you know, probably the second set of that match, which was incredible. It was enthralling tennis. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to sit there and watch four and a half hours no, of it when of there's NFL not. on. Yeah. Um, Bring yeah, mom and dad down to the court for crying <laughs> out loud. Absolutely. Uh, we got At least he didn't have to wear suit jackets. I know that's, that's another true. one of your pet peeves. <laughs> we got two minutes left. We we got one minute left. We have two conferences. Big Twelve. I'm going to throw. I'm going to start. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Unbelievable. I this is, right. this team blew me away. And the yep. the turnout on Friday night, student section packed. Been a long time since you've seen that many people uh, at I a game in Lawrence. That, Ken, that was yeah. beautiful. It was great. I mean, just just in it. All the Kansas football T-shirts, either the black T-shirts yep. or whatever it was, and, and boy, if they got themselves a quarterback, oh, my goodness, what a difference! Woo, he's he is good. He is. I don't. You know, they got a tough schedule coming up. I think they got BYU next, maybe, or something. I don't know, but that's they, a, yeah, they got uh, them. It might be Bama. It might be this week. Uh, we got to move on real quick. Trent, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Cincinnati. Yes, that was my takeaway. Yeah, kind of right? going to Pitt and winning. Yeah, I thought Cincinnati yeah. was going to be the 14th best team in this league. I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, they're off to a two and zero start. One and zero. Uh, pretty good win, no doubt about it. Um, anything else in the Big 12, boys? Bama? Let's get to your favorite conference. Let's go. It's time for the yeah. ACC. Trent, we'll start with you. Uh, Miami, the U is back. We're talking about That's Texas is back. Point. Do we have to say the same thing with Miami? That looked like question. a completely different football yeah. team. Never gave A&M a shot. Mario nope, last year, nope. that team couldn't block, couldn't tackle. They looked physical. They looked mm-hmm. improved. And we know they have a talented quarterback. He was so banged up last year. They got to do that can sling it here. Maybe we're going to finally get what we've been waiting for. Florida State against Miami for wouldn't a conference that, championship. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, Clemson, I mean, it was 14-14 after 15 minutes. 
Uh, I know that they play, uh, you know, there's three more quarters and they got away, but Bama, the ACC. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, you know, a couple things. Uh, you know, you mentioned um, Miami. I mean, to me, that's the story. You know, pulling away, Tyler Van Dyke looks great. I mean, he looks like, you know, 374, five touchdowns. They've got skill players again, guys. They've got big guys up front. They've got defenders, you know, the front seven. Um, I'm going to count them as an ACC team. Boys, I think Notre Dame's for yeah, real. I do too. I mean, I I thought that this game was going to be a lot tougher. I know you had weather again mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but you know, listen, both teams had weather. Okay, so both go to the locker room, both wait, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you manage it a little bit better, but Sam Hartman, boy, mm-hmm. does he look good. I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, I said Friday, I didn't think you could really take a lot of what he had done against NC State while he was at Wake Forest uh, into account and. Man, he looked really good. You know, North Carolina squeaking by Appy Yeah, why do you schedule Appy State? Well, Max said they're done. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said Wake Forest, NC State, if they want to do it, good luck to them. We're never again while he's there. Yeah, because I think they lost up there a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's great for the state. I I, I love it when this happens, but... Yeah, I mean, no, forget. It. I mean, he, like you said, he won't schedule them anymore, and he'll put the kibosh on it. But uh, Notre Dame, I think, is I know they're not really quote unquote in a conference, but uh, they have the look of a team that you know, boy, that Ohio State game all of a sudden yeah. they're going to be favored. that's winnable. Could they be mm-hmm. favored in that game? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I put it right now, I wouldn't put it certainly north of four. No, I'm I mean, field goal. Yeah, yeah. in South Bend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be a. One or two point game, I think. Yeah, I'm I not mean, sold on the Buckeyes either. Yeah. We'll see. Bama, Our we got to run, brother. Really, really good. Yep. All right, guys. Always enjoy it. Yep. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you, Bama Bob. Yep. Take Appreciate care. Appreciate it. Uh, Friday we recap, uh, and uh, Friday we preview with Bama Bob. Twelve oh five. Week three is going to be a stinker. It is. Did you look at but week four? Oh, week four to... shiny. Can we save time this week? No, it doesn't work that no, way. No, it doesn't. Does it? No, but I'd no. love to. Uh, but you know what? There'll come a point sometime in when you're like as bad as week three. Could we have week three again, please? <laughs> uh, well, Nick Olson's going to join us uh, next for the final time as an Iowa State reporter. Uh, he takes over the uh, 24-7 uh, spot at uh, for Wisconsin. He will join us next. He'll recap Cyhawk, uh, Miller & Conda, Des Moines Sports Day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Your side. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 
3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy from the urologist. So good. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on Leon Hulu. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-225. 8866 for a free estimate or go online at wolfproof this the time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the urology center of iowa schedule your vasectomy around a big football weekend and recover on your couch or chair while watching football all weekend long. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post-procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550. Or online, I... KXNO. Gonna slow it down. A little melancholy. Can, yeah, yeah. Get, get you a few tears over there. I'm gonna miss Nikos. I am too. Uh, Iowa State fans are gonna miss Nikos. Did a heck of a job reporting on their school basketball, uh, both covering games, recruiting angle was phenomenal. Now Bucky gets him. And now, and we'll get him. What the first weekend in October yes. is when Iowa goes over there. So we'll, we've got our Wisconsin reporter already signed up. Nick Oson joins us for the final time as an Iowa State reporter. When is your first day over in Madison, Nick? First of all, well, first you guys are the best, and that was awesome. <laughs> but um, so we are moving later in the week, and actually just seconds ago, I, I kind of officially. Uh, figured out you know this won't surprise you guys even though my first day was supposed to be uh monday the badgers are playing in madison this weekend so i guess you could say saturday i will already be at camp randall (laughs) good stuff well uh again uh, let's let's recap the game itself before we uh, say our goodbyes etc your takeaway from uh, cy hawk was was what nick you know i think that a lot of people Ken, where initially there was some doom and gloom, and, and I think there's been some reasoning coming along since, but I don't think anybody that knows these teams would have been that shocked. So I guess I would say my biggest takeaway was that it is a young team, but outside of maybe two mistakes, this is a very, very evenly played game. I, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right now, and certainly not blaming the game or anything like that on one play, but if you do take away a costly interception, essentially, just about everything else is even. I think if we're honest, Iowa probably slowed things down, played a little less aggressively. It felt like they were physically in control early. Yeah. But I think that ISU offense did find some things late, and I was really impressed with Rocco's uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things after a costly mistake. I was That was one that you wondered about. After game one against you and I, it was a lot of checkdowns, a couple of shots in the game, but very calm throughout that first drive. 
taking what the defense gives mm-hmm. you after you make that mistake on a short throw, how he was going to bounce back. And I, I think we learned something about Rocco Beck, bouncing back the way that he did, including the touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. What about you? Yeah, I really I could not agree more, Trent. You know, I, I'm not surprised because I think we've said, even throughout camp, that something I continued to hear was, was confidence, poise, resiliency, really from both young quarterbacks. So I think Rocco really established that. And, you know, I'm sure this is probably something we would touch on, but it, it goes along really well uh, with Rocco back to quarterback. I think finally the offense really started to key in and, and hone in on Jaden Higgins a little bit. Yep, good to I see. Think that he showed, yeah, what we have kind of heard uh, for six, seven, eight months. And I think that as this season goes on, he's going to become a real favorite target, not quite the level of Xavier Hutchinson, but I think there are a lot of similarities both in trust as well as gameplay there with the transfer wideout. Yeah, the the first drive of the football game for Iowa State gets the ball goes down the field, eat up a lot of clock in that in that drive and had the field goal blocked, right? Which kind of was deflating uh, at the time you would think, but um look, there there's clearly some positives. You're right, Nick, it's it's a young team. They do have some guys that you're you're looking forward to growing up and taking that next step. I agree with you on Higgins. Where's Stanley? At some point, they're going to need to try and throw the ball down the field, right? He was the fastest guy on the team last year. I assume he still is, or he's certainly one of them. I thought uh, Noel had his worst game as a Cyclone, certainly in some time with the drops, and then letting that punt hit the ground and, you know, for that added distance, putting them further behind the eight ball. But they got to take the top off. When is Dimitri Stanley going to get more involved in that offense, or has he been passed by? Yeah, definitely, Ken. You know, I think that, like you mentioned, the, the speed and kind of taking the top off of defense can really be relied upon. Now, I got the sense, I, and I mentioned it a couple weeks back, and I, I'd written about it, but it just seemed like a couple other wideouts, whether that's Aiden Bitter or Daniel Jackson, I think they just had a little bit more of kind of consistent and complete fall camp. So while I'm generally... Um, you know, it's tough to kind of read the, the depth charts, obviously, here, especially when they're not always new ones. I really think Bitter has kind of cemented himself yeah. out of Stanley. And, and I'll add this. I'm curious because by all accounts, he was healthy going into week one from what I gathered. I think it's really time to give a little bit more of a look to Karan Adams. I mean, he was number two on the initial depth chart, like we kind of figured. He is probably the number one fastest player on the entire team. And I think that if you're looking for things like that, you know, Noel, who I still think is very talented, did struggle uh, in that game. Why not mix it up a little bit there? I think that he had some good times in camp, and I think it's time to showcase what he can do when things come. He, like he's the undersized kid, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, not one of the taller wideouts, but I, I believe between him, Stanley, and, and Eli Sanders, I think Adams is the fastest. Oh, there you go. Interesting. All right, what about the running game? And and we're hopeful that after the six-game suspension, we're going to be able to certainly see some help out there with the offensive line. You know, when you look at the guys, you look at a guy, you know, down at the bottom, Daryl Simmons again, a guy that... Trent, you're right about him. Man, we thought his freshman year he was going to be a a star, and it just hasn't developed. Getting Rensburg back is going to help, but what have you thought of overall up front? Yeah, you know, I think that, Trent, I expected it to be more of a challenge against Iowa, and I guess I would say it certainly was. I think that there's kind of this aspect of, you know, trying to play conservatively, like I just mentioned about Iowa, 
I think that just tends to happen in this game for both teams. I think they try to kind of look out for these young quarterbacks, which I totally understand. I think Abu Sama's got to get the ball a little bit mm-hmm. more. I mean, I don't think the run blocking was terrific, if we're being honest, because nobody really averaged more than three a carry for the Cyclones. But Cartavius Norton, who I really like, 21 carries, just seven or eight for Abu Sama. I'm not saying he's ready to be an, an All-American type yet, but there's no question who kind of has the chance for the, the biggest playmaker out of that backfield. And quite honestly, I, I think it's starting to get time to give Carson Hansen some chances too. I mean, based on what we have heard, he's been out there for a few snaps. I think kind of what what's the harm uh, really possible if he is getting the ball a little bit. So I think mix things up. Uh, Eli Sanders was out, as we kind of mentioned, to the VIPs ahead of the game. But he should be back this week or next. I still think his pop and his long distance and top end speed can kind of help. But, yeah, I'd say overall, Trent, that was – it's been a little bit disappointing at, at times, I think, based on kind of some of what I heard. So where does this team go from here, Nick? Obviously not an easy spot coming up this weekend. Got to go and uh, and beat a, a good MAC team in, in Ohio. A uh, team that's got a quarterback. Uh, not going to be easy, but still the goal of postseason – um, it is still very much out there. Now, obviously, the margin for error isn't what it was. Uh, you have to beat Ohio this week. Kansas looks like a different football team. Their arrow is clearly pointing up. Uh, postseason still very much in play, Nick? I would say so, definitely, Ken. You know, I said that basically they needed to win two of three against Iowa, Oklahoma State, and BYU. Now, Oklahoma State has been a little interesting uh, based on just how many QBs they've really been playing and right. still kind of getting things done, even though it hasn't been the prettiest. But I would say without a doubt, Kent, I mean, this defense, they have not kind of disappointed me at all. Basically, you're looking at one, maybe two huge plays that kind of decide things, but just allowing one touchdown in a Power 5 game uh, and a field goal or two should always lead to a win in my eyes. So I guess taking that, kind, I think that the spread is very close for Ohio. I think it's given them maybe a little bit too much respect at home uh, for Ohio, even though they've got a really good offense. I like Iowa State specifically, the run game and the defense to have a strong Saturday. I think they come back two and one to begin conference play, and then you need to win four out of the last nine. Very, very doable in my And the Oklahoma State game is a three o'clock kickoff. It's been announced, so. Anyway, That's good. Three, three bell. So Rourke was back. He threw a pick six in the game. I mean, they're a different team with a healthy yeah, Curtis are. Rourke uh, than any of the backups that they've thrown out there at this point. Nick, I know you're, you're shifting and you're changing. Have you heard anything, kind of how he bounced back, coming back and getting a full game under his belt? Because quarterback play for the Bobcats, if they're going to beat Iowa State, it's probably going to be Rourke having a monster mm-hmm. game. Yeah, definitely, Trent. You know, based on the little that I, I had heard, as you know, I'm kind of beginning to, shift a little bit is, is that I think he responded for the most part pretty well uh, speaking to one or two people just kind of around the industry I think the expectation is that he'll be back healthy and and I expect that place to really get up for this game I think that it's going to be a terrific game early on but I see some of the physicality specifically in the trenches for Iowa State taking over late and maybe a a 10 to 14 point type win. I think that Iowa State is just, you know, you're maybe just looking at a quarter of disappointment looking back at Saturday. But outside of that, 
I think they matched a lot of what I thought. I think this defense is just fantastic. I think you're starting to see what I've talked about with Dom Orange, T.O., Tyler Onyedem. That guy is an NFL player. And, you know, I think they're just going to be simply better and more talented than Ohio. Good stuff, Nichols. And all the best to you at your next stop, uh, Madison. Uh, thanks. I'll speak for Trent for what you did for the 11-to-1 uh, block uh, whenever we needed a Cyclone uh, reporter to jump on, whether you're on the road or not. You've been there for us. So we're greatly appreciative for that. Um, you're going to be missed, Nichols, and both here at Kix and Owen for all the coverage that you provided to Iowa State fans. I hope you enjoyed your time here in the state of Iowa. I get the sense that you absolutely did. And onward and upward, young man. Thanks for um, thanks for thanks for being part of our show uh, for your time here in the state of Iowa. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ken. You know you're exactly right. I, I loved it. Uh, Saturday was a tough day, you know, just kind of emotionally. But it's been a beautiful time. I'm grateful to come back for some road games for the Badgers to be back with you guys. And I know we'll keep in touch. So thank you so much, guys, for everything and. Uh, Keep on rocking with this show. I appreciate you both. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Nick. Best and, of luck. And worst of luck to your Badgers. <laughs> and worst of luck to the Badgers. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. I'm going to reach out later on. I need Bussy's contact information because we're going to give him a whirl here. Uh, so thank you, bud. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, Bussy. Alec Bussy, I think, is the is his replacement, uh, I believe. We'll um, maybe get him after he covers the pressers or yeah. something, maybe Thursday. All right, we'll take our time out. Uh, Mr. Monday Night has not been a part of the show since the uh, playoff game, the wild card weekend. Remember, extended to Monday. Is it this year? Yes, oh, yeah, I, I believe so. so. Yeah, right back to the I well. I love that. Two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and, and one Monday on Monday night. night. Why not? Tampa Dallas was what it was a year ago. Jeez. Mr. Monday Night went out with a loss in that oh. one. Oh, but regular season, 11 and 7. We'll take it. Hello. Mr. Monday Night is next. Bills and the Jets. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. You may know Exile Brewing Company for Iowa's number one lager, Ruthie. Exile Brewing Company also brings you Swarm Golden Ale, where 20% of the revenue is donated to the Iowa Swarm Collective, helping Iowa student-athletes. And the Swarm Collective compete in today's college environment. Plus, Exile has an incredible experience at their brew pub, the go-to game watch site for Iowa games all season long. Exile Brewing Company. Enjoy. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. Dang, man, I'm freezing. We need some heat in here. Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Central Iowa's commercial cleaning equipment experts. Featuring Mighty M pressure washers, factory cat floor scrubbers, and Energy Logic waste oil furnaces. All the equipment that you'll need to keep your equipment clean and your shop nice and warm. Stop by the showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M commercial cleaning equipment. Online and today. Trent Condon back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to renterswarehouse.com today 
to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse and washersystems.com. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Oh, I love this tune. It's so good. <laughs> it really is. Mr. Monday Night is here. The Bills on the road against the Jets. The Bills, what, a two-point favorite, Mr. Monday Night? Two across the board. We're ready to go with another banger to kick off. Now, this is this is a five-star play. Really? This is a five-star play. Mr. Monday Night. I believe in Buffalo. Okay. I do not believe in your Jets. Buffalo! I take Jets? Minus the two! Mr. Monday Night's coming out flying. And then we get a doubleheader next week. Oh, love it, love it, love it. How ridiculous, and yet so great. It really is. Can't wait. We're, there's baseball on right now. I didn't even realize There this. is. Yeah, we got Phillies and Braves going on. It was one nothing at last check. 2 nothing now. Got a rain uh, makeup day, so the double dip, I think 5 o'clock for the second one there. Had a couple of baseball games that intrigued me too, but we'll have them in. You can check it out on the Action Network app. This is a non-paid endorsement, but I put it there so people can see how good or how bad it's going. Not a very profitable weekend for your boy, TC. Uh, what did you do on our picks? One and four. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never beat you. You got the lead two I weeks do. in. I, I am in front. You are. You're Stop the contest. You're 500 on the year. I'm four and six. Uh, we are out of time. We will. I'm going to do some NFL. We never talked about the NFL. We'll get some of yeah, our NFL voices. Do that, huh? Yeah, I think. Uh, but uh, Murph and Andy are coming up. They'll be here in six minutes. Then the drive with Heather and Sean from three until six. Thanks for being with us. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.